getting into the five rules of winning trash talk, whether or not those three criteria were met, these five rules, as I've been saying, are very important to understand, even if you're not going to be talking trash. And what the way that I'd like you to approach psychological warfare is in the spirit of the grandmaster rather than the tough guy hothead at the uh you know out at the bar or in the playground or out at the court who can't tolerate anybody even looking at him wrong and if anybody even does anything that's remotely disrespectful he'll knock them out <laughs> that's the guy who when he steps up to the highest level immediately gets knocked out by somebody who knows what they're doing the grand master, rather than being hot-headed and reactive and defending their honor at all times, is calm and centered and calculated and strategic. They understand the art of war. They're not out to beat their chest. They're out to win. So in the spirit of the grand master, these are the five principles for winning the game of trash talk. First one, counterintuitive sort of Aikido jujitsu move. Do not take anything that happens in trash talk seriously. You could kind of imagine this like a trash talker as a younger brother who's trying to get a reaction out of you and get you in trouble, <laughs> right? The entire goal of trash talk is to make you play worse and or make your opponent play better if they're talking trash at you, that is. So if they're talking trash at you, the way that you take away all the power of the trash talk is just to not take it seriously. Don't react. doesn't matter. Rather than fighting back, you can just slip and dodge. So <laughs> what comes to mind is sort of like my golden retriever upstairs. Every morning, he'll rush up to me with a toy and he'll, he'll come right up to me with the toy and then he'll step back a few feet. And then he'll run up to me again with the toy and then step back a few more feet. And he's obviously trying to bait me into playing with him. See the trash talker, the opponent, sort of like that, regardless of how tough and malicious even they seem to be, aggressive, violent. You can look at it sort of like the puppy dog who's coming up to like try to get you to play with them. They're trying to bait you. Don't take the bait. Don't take it seriously. Okay. Second, this goes hand in hand with the first principle of don't take it seriously. Do not back down. That may sound counter to the first point, but what I'm saying is rather than when they come at you, you cannot take it seriously, but don't cower. The bully will go after those that they can bully. In eighth grade, I had a teammate who <laughs> we always joke that he had the same physique in eighth grade that he did at the end of high school. This guy, even in like sixth grade, when he first started playing with us, he had these cannonball shoulders, a full six pack, this huge chest, and he played basketball like a football player. He would just run kids down. And I think he was averaging like 30 points a game that year just because nobody could stop him physically. He was so strong and tough that everybody just kind of got out of his way. So for some reason, this teammate of mine, I don't know why, I think it was an ego game. I was kind of neck and neck with him for the best player on our AAU team that year. And he starts coming at me, basically bullying me. And I remember one practice early on in that season, we had this really aggressive play. And again, I'm like this skinny little kid, like I have no chance in a physical altercation with him. He knows it and I know it. We get into a jump ball tie up and he 
rips the ball out of my hand so hard I like stumble backwards. And I'll never forget this. He looks me in the eyes and he goes, we're going to fight. I'm like, okay, <laughs> what do I do now? Because like I got no chance if he decides to fight me. That's not good for me. Rather than backing down and maybe, and again, not being reactive, not taking it seriously in that moment, I didn't understand the art of war or anything like that at the time, but thankfully I made the right move in this situation just intuitively. Rather than backing down and, oh, I'm so sorry, and like allowing him to actually bully me, I stood up, strong posture, didn't say anything back. And on the next play, I attacked the rim straight at him, finished, he fouled me, I hit the layup and the free throw. And I remember staring at him and kind of sending this message non-verbally because I wasn't talking trash back to him. I just said, you can't bully me. I'm not going anywhere. And at the same time, also the undercurrent of that message was, what are you doing, man? We're teammates. Somehow that one play, I still remember it today, like years and years and years later, it must be, I can't do the math right now on this, like going on 15 to 20 years later. In that moment, everything went quiet and it was like all at once he just accepted that <laughs> he's not going to get under my skin and there's no point in doing this, all right? So when you don't back down and refuse to allow the other person to bully you, you eventually send a message to them that like they're not going to mess with you and it prevents your performance from being decreased. Because if I had backed down and just cowered and kind of tightened up and, and allowed him to suffocate me verbally, psychologically, then I would have played like a shell of the player that I actually was. And rather, I stood up tall, straight in my power and refused to accept it. So not backing down, a nuance that I want to add here means not backing down in your play and your body language. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to go back at them, fight them. You know, <laughs> in that case, it wasn't an option for me because I would have lost immediately. But you don't have to talk back at them. It doesn't have to be a verbal battle. It can just be your body language and your game. You keep on attacking. Even if you're not talking back, you attack them. Do not back down no matter what. Otherwise, the bully will keep on bullying. Next principle, and this is like the granddaddy rule. <laughs> if you take one thing from this talk, this is the absolute most important principle in trash talk. Do not get emotional. In deep game, law number three is of course the law of extremes, which states as emotion increases, consistency decreases. Emotion and anger and frustration and things that your opponent in trash talk and psychological warfare is trying to stir up inside of you. That's why they're doing it, if they're good at it. This acts like a fog around your mind that's designed to cause you to make bad decisions. And the best story I've ever seen about this, this is probably my favorite trash talking story of all time, comes from Conor McGregor when he was fighting Jose Aldo for the belt. And at the time, Jose Aldo was, I believe, the number one pound for pound fighter in the world. He was undefeated for something crazy like 10 years. He defended his title over and over and over again against these opponents who were essentially scared of him. He was so dominant as a champion that 
everyone he fought against was respectful and nice and didn't want to upset the the reigning king and so he's used to just being the king of the hill nobody wants to step up to him even those who are fighting against him would do so with all of this honor and respect connor comes in on the other hand if you know anything like connor you can imagine this he comes in the complete opposite brash cocky arrogant going at Jose verbally attacking him every chance he got. And unfortunately for Jose, they did this long media tour all over the world, going back to Jose's uh, hometown in Brazil, all the way over North, around North America. And the whole way, Connor is just jawing at him, jawing at him, jawing at him. At one point, they're in Rio de Janeiro, and Jose again is from Brazil. Connor's up on stage and he goes, I run Rio de Janeiro. He grabs Jose Aldo's belt and holds it up over his head. So disrespectful. <laughs> he goes out to a bar that night, takes a photo of Jose Aldo, rips it in half. He's standing up on stage, rips it in half, puts one, crumples it up, puts one half in his mouth and chews on it, and then throws the other half into the crowd. So He's like not holding back at all. At one point, he was telling the translator to tell Jose that like Connor's his daddy and <laughs> stuff like that. So this goes on and on and on. And you can see Jose, as time goes on, getting more and more and more angry. He can't wait to get in that octagon with Connor and just knock him out. There's this incredible clip leading up to the fight, I think maybe two days before, of Connor at home sitting with his girlfriend, his trainer, his training partners, and he's holding up an iPad. And he's pointing at a photo of the pre-fight press conference where he faced off against Jose. In the photo, he's pointing out Jose's right hand. He says, look, it's clenched. He wants to throw it. I've gotten under his skin. He's too emotional. I'm going to knock him out in the first round. Fast forward to the locker room before the fight. <laughs> Connor's practicing one move over and over and over again, slipping that right hand, throwing the left, slipping the right hand, throwing the left. <laughs> they get into the octagon. Jose looks like a can of soda that's been shaken up, ready to explode. He's so tight. His fists are clenched. He's like ready to go. Connor is loose and fluid and relaxed. He's got this big smile on his face. <laughs> what do you think happens? 13 seconds into the fight, Jose charges across the octagon, throws that right hand just like Connor said he would, and just like Connor practiced. He slips it, throws the left, knocks Jose Aldo out, the reigning pound for pound king, champion for the past 10 years undefeated, gets knocked out cold in the fastest knockout in UFC history to date. It was 13 seconds. Conor McGregor wins the belt and is crowned as the biggest phenom in the UFC, probably in UFC history. That is the power of trash talk when it gets your opponent emotional. Number one rule in trash talk, do not become emotional. Anger, frustration, rage, all of these things are fog that clouds the mind. So stay calm and stay centered. If you do become emotional, first thing to do is to regulate your breathing and relax your body. We speak about this a lot in Deep Game. Anger, frustration, all of these strongly charged emotions. Emotion stands for energy in motion. The trick to emotions is to allow that energy to move. 
which is what it's designed to do. So a lot of the time when we get upset, we tense up, we tighten up. Imagine Jose Aldo with the clenched, clenched fist. Picture Connor on the other side, loose, relaxed, flowing. What we want to do if we do get emotionally charged is breathe and relax the body and allow that emotional energy to move, okay? What not to do is to get up in your thoughts about it and start thinking about, I can't believe he just said that to me. This is terrible. What is going on? Like, I can't throw all of that out. Breathe, relax the body and come back to the game. Every time you spin off into your thoughts, come back to the game, back to the game, back to the game. Breathe, relax, let the energy move, okay? Once again, Miyamoto Musashi, greatest swordsman in history. I'm going to restate this quote. Control your anger. If you hold anger towards others, they have control over you. Your opponent can dominate and defeat you if you allow him to get you irritated. This comes from the greatest swordsman in history, undefeated in 60 battles, writer of the Book of Five Rings, which is an incredible book. Highly suggest you read it. Control your anger. If you hold anger towards others, they have control over you. Do not become emotional. Number one rule in trash talk. Okay. Next, principle number four, do not change your game plan. If your opponent can get you to change the game plan simply because they're talking trash to you and getting you emotional, they have won. Stick to the game plan and execute what must be done in the spirit, once again, of the grand master who's strategic and calculated and calm. In the face of psychological warfare, it's the one who can stick to the game plan and not be thrown off who wins. Finally, if you're going to talk trash, you can't stop until it dies out naturally. If you step up, <laughs> let's say you're in a fight, you can't just stop fighting and allow the other guy to beat you up. It's not going to be a good idea. You've got to fight till it's over. And so if you do find yourself in a trash talking scenario, see it through until it calms down and dies out naturally. Otherwise, if it's a skilled trash talker and you stop, they know they've got you. And that's when they can throw that knockout punch. Hey, it's Taylor. I hope you enjoyed this clip. And if you'd like to watch the full length talk, we'll have the title and or link for you in the description so that you can check it out there. And as always, if you'd like to go even deeper, the best place to do that is in our free masterclass over at deepgame.com, which I believe will be the most powerful hour of basketball learning of your life. I hope we see you there.